Hey, this is David Hayter. You may know me as the screenwriter of films like X-Men, X-Men 2, and Watchmen, but you probably know me best as the voice of Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. And you're listening to Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. Kept you waiting, huh? and welcome everyone to another episode of hawaii's number one podcast the casanova podcast i'm your host michael casanova and i've got the true honor and privilege of having the one the only victoria way on the show victoria how are you doing today i am fantastic i'm so excited to be here awesome 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 it is an honor to have you here and you're the host of behind the mindset which is a phenomenal podcast i actually got to be part of that and i'm i was it was such an honor it, it was you're such a great host and great podcaster and just interviewer. And I like the flow of the organic style of the conversations that you have with so many various different people. But before, you know, I, I, I keep going for it with talking about how amazing your show is. Let's go ahead and get an introduction. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell people where they can find you. Hi, my name is Victoria Way. I'm a mindset and motivation coach. Um, I stream on Twitch. I interview other creators. I have the podcast, which is just absolutely phenomenal. I hope to inspire the world. I hope to create change. And I believe that it only takes one person to start a movement. And so that is my goal with my content. And people can find me at um, on Twitter uh, at the Victoria Way, uh, victoriaway.com. I'm pretty much either the Victoria Way or Victoria Way across all platforms. Awesome. 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 And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to go ahead and dive into it and let's, let's talk about like, you know, you, like, how did you, uh, how did you get into content creating? How'd you get into mm-hmm. podcasting and, and streaming on Twitch? So what, what's the story? Tell us about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I started out like any other Twitch streamer streaming games, and then I felt disattached. I felt like, hey, I'm not making a difference to the world. I'm streaming this game, was getting really mm-hmm. burnt out. Um, I didn't feel aligned with my purpose. I didn't feel mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm doing what's in my heart, what I'm meant to do. And so I ended up um, very quickly transitioning into more of an educational type of content, even before mm-hmm. the interview started, um, mm-hmm. and broadcasting that. And What's so amazing is finding what your niche is, finding what you're aligned with, what makes you feel alive and vibrant and glowing. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as I pivoted, and that was a huge pivot going from an entertainment value to an educational value. As soon as I did, I felt like this light inside of me that made Mm -hmm. me just feel whole for the first time in years. It made me feel like I'm on a path of purpose 
Mm-hmm. I'm doing something that's going to make changes maybe to people's mindsets, to, to the world, to affect multiple people. Because we don't know how far our um, the effects of what we do go. Like I mm-hmm. could inspire one person, they could inspire two more, and it can continue and continue. And mm-hmm. so um, that was probably the biggest risk that I've ever taken mm-hmm. was pivoting from that um, – more playful type of content into this um, more educational type. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that I'm seeing with like uh, a, a lot of us that are, you know, that have been on Twitch or been doing content creation. Like we're, there's a point where it's like you said, like we're not feeling like we're, you know, fulfilling our purpose or following our, our, our purpose. And it's you know, playing video games and all that. That's, that's cool. But mm-hmm are we really, you know, doing something that's impactful that, you know, are we leaving a legacy behind or helping other people or doing something on a grander scale? And oftentimes like when we hit that realization, it's it's like, yeah, I want to do something more and, you know, doing something impactful to, to make a difference, to change somebody's life is one of the most surreal and rewarding experiences, especially since we all have things that we can share. All we have stories, experiences, and you know, I I, I absolutely love your answer on that. So, <laughs> thank you. You know, I um I believe that the first person that I inspired through streaming, um, there was this kid, and um, mm. at the time, um, I was really really. And this was still when I was still gaming. I was mm-hmm. really amplifying the fact that it's okay to be a dork. It's okay to be a geek or a nerd. And mm-hmm. I was like preaching it from the rooftops to make people feel like, hey, it's all right to be you. And mm-hmm. this kid, he was probably like nine or 10. He messaged me and he said that he was at school and some bullies called him a dork. And I was like, oh, then what happened? And he said that he stood up to his bullies. He went up and said, yeah, I'm a dork. What are you going to do about it? Like, Mm -hmm. and he had that self-confidence because he said, you told me being a dork's okay. So I walked up to them. I said, yeah, I'm a dork. And they had nothing to say. And so his bullies backed down Mm -hmm. as soon as he's like, you know, yeah, I am. What are you going to (laughs) do? And that brought me to tears. Like that moment really changed. I was like, wow, so my words are powerful. What I'm saying, what I'm projecting out there is impacting people. How can I better do this? How can I better serve? You know, how can I use this platform for good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's, and that's, that's really, uh, that's, that's fantastic. Cause it's like, I, think about it. Um, one of the things, especially in our current society, hustle and bustle and constantly, you know, to and from, we're so busy, just boom, 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 boom. I feel like a lot of times we forget the power of, you know, and, and the influence of our voice and, and messages we can put out and how we can impact other people. And I like that that's something that you're you're focusing on, zero in. Like that story with the kid that's like, yeah, I'm a dork, but what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Because this is, and it's, it's also kind of interesting when you look at like how nerd culture is 
popular now. I it remember. I, I, yeah, like, you know, like for us growing up, like you got beat up for reading comics, like video games, <laughs> watching mm-hmm. anime. It is so for, for what well, I, I definitely want to get your opinion on it. Is it surreal seeing how like it's so accepted now? Like we have multi-billion dollar movies with the Avengers and Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember when people you couldn't walk around with an Iron Man or Captain Marvel shirt. Now it's like it's complete, <sighs> yeah, complete 180 on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the thing about it is that it's changing so quickly that it's sometimes hard to keep up too, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. But in regards to that kid, something that I've learned is that sometimes we'll say something in passing to someone. Like mm-hmm. we'll say, hey, that's a nice shirt you're wearing. And it doesn't mean very much to us. Like we say it and everything, but we kind of forget. But that mm-hmm. person holds that thing in their heart forever. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're like, oh my God, I look good in this shirt. And then they start wearing that shirt. They have more confidence and they feel like I look good in this color. I look good in this cut. And then that can change their entire life or their entire way of them looking at themselves mm-hmm. by just the little things that we do, honestly. And so empowering people and saying, it's okay to be a dork, a nerd, a geek. It's okay to explore what you want to within yourself. Mm -hmm. is such a powerful thing because that it encourages that person to um, really delve into something that they may not have otherwise realized. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Definitely. And, you know, there's so much things that I'd like to touch on today, like, you know, your, your podcast and, I really want to dive into, you know, more into mindset motivation coaching. Like mm-hmm. that's the term that's really, I know it, it, it's new to me, like that terminology, but I know what you're doing is, you know, it, it's, it's not new, but that term is new to me. So I'd like, you know, if you don't mind like diving more into what that is for, you know, both myself and for the audience, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm very curious about, you know, the particulars. Oh, sure. I actually am more specifically um, mindset and motivation coach for streamers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually um, got started with that because I noticed that um, when you're about to get ready to stream, there's a lot mm-hmm. of tutorials on your microphone, on what speakers to use and uh, your camera setup. But there's nothing mm-hmm. for mindset. Like, what do you do when you feel burnt out? What do you yeah. do when you hit a goal and you're like, well, what now? What do you do when you're feeling uh, you're having a bad mental health day or you're not feeling inclined to stream? You know, what do you do when uh, you're dealing with comparison or envy? Like there's so many facets to it. And so what mindset coaching does is it helps you navigate through those emotions in order to help you get to the next level. Because a lot Mm. of times we have these limiting beliefs, these beliefs that we think are our core And as soon as we navigate through those and learn to release some of those and create new beliefs that help us thrive, then we're able to thrive. Then we're able to get to the next level. But a lot of people don't realize how important mindset is towards success, towards um, keeping the momentum, because content creation streaming isn't a short term game. 
most people, they want to do this for the long term. They want this to be their career. But if your head mm -hmm. isn't in the right space, if you are coming from a place of lacking and not from a place of abundance, then mm -hmm. you're going to fail. And yeah. it's so it's an essential building block for success. And that's why I do what I do, because I love to see people work through that and be like, oh, there's another way of looking at this. There's another option. And for them to find what clicks and what works for them and feel inspired and feel a new drive, new energy. I basically want to give that light that I mentioned mm -hmm. earlier inside of me to everyone else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's one of the things like I, I know we were uh, briefly talking about this before we went live, but you know, with this this idea people have that, you know, being a content creator or streamer is just, you know, you just playing around playing around on the internet and there's no work or no energy that goes into it. And it's so untrue. It's mm -hmm. it mentally and, and I've been doing this full time for a year. Um exclusively. It's this is the most mentally taxing career I've ever been in. I love it. And at the same time, it frustrates me because there is the whole sense of imposter syndrome. I get that a lot where I feel like, you know, listen to what you're saying about feeling burnt out or comparisons. Like there are a lot of times where I'm looking at, um, you know, okay, I'm doing this, I'm trying to stand out, but then boom, this person goes and does the same exact thing and they blow up and it feels like they're not putting in as much effort as I am. But then I, and like, I have to check myself, like, how can I legitimately compare that, you know, their work to mine based off of what I see, because it could be a whole lot of behind the scenes stuff. And you get into this mental, you know, just roller coaster of all over the place and, and going back to, I know I'm taking a roundabout way, but going back to, <laughs> to what you're saying about the mindset and how critical that is, because when you talk to people who are successful, they have honestly like said like they're, they're coming from a place of abundance. They don't really dwell in that area of lack here, or if they do, they don't do it as much as though, you know, most people do, because there's a reason why they're successful. They have that drive. They have that, they understand that they're, you know, they got that I'm a win mentality. And when you stay in a place, I feel like of lack of fear of doubt of comparing yourself. It's so easy, especially as a content creator to compare yourself to someone else. Um, you stay in that place constantly, then you're going to, like you said, you're, you're going to fail. You're not going to succeed. And it's just really, it's not easy trying to get yourself in a positive mindset. I know for myself, I have been, I think I may have shared this with you before, but like uh, for a while this year, I was severely depressed. <laughs> and that depression, because it kept, it was like a, a swirling black hole, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And, you know, I started comparing myself to other people and, you know, just feeling like I'm not putting out great content. I take time off, which I still do that, which is a problem. I need to do that. But, you know, not taking time off and just spiraling and you get to a really dark place and it's 
good to have an anchor. I'm very grateful for my support system that pulls me out of it, but I I fear for those who don't have that. And it's especially in this field where sometimes you can feel like you don't have help. You don't have people you can turn to. Uh, it's great and as expansive as content creating is, this field of streaming, YouTube, podcasting, there's a lot of dog eat dog, which is interesting to me. I said it on my stream um, earlier that I've come to find out in talking to executives and companies, CEOs and, and celebrities and all these other people, there's more than enough for everything. But this idea that there's lack is the problem. And it's not, but sorry, I was rambling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went on a That's ramble. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, you know, in your own opinion, how does one refocus their mindset to succeed? Generally speaking, the first thing is to identify how you're feeling, like to say uh, and be aware to bring awareness Mm. because like you mentioned we're so hustle and bustle on the move on the go you know on 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 that we sometimes forget to step back and really examine ourselves we have to be willing to face ourselves we have to be willing to look internally um in order to have um external value in order to uh extend that value in order to grow externally so That's the first step. And then after we identify emotions, let's just say the emotions comparison, then Mm. to say, well, how does this emotion serve me? How does this emotion serve my content, my purpose, my path of purpose? Mm. And that can open up a lot because sometimes we realize that how we're feeling actually does not serve our purpose. Like, Mm. you know, sometimes we get so caught up in these emotions and we realize that it's really just a big distraction from uh, that's stopping us from getting to that next level. It's these emotions are kind of a hurdle that we have to learn to navigate. And sometimes we'll try to jump over the hurdle, we'll fall on our face. <laughs> but other times <laughs> we try to jump over that hurdle and we can do it with grace. But it does take mm-hmm. a bit of practice. And then what's really cool is that when we learn how to jump over that hurdle, the next one's easier, mm-hmm. usually. <laughs> Not always, <laughs> but usually. And then we train our brain. Our brain is a muscle. It's it's uh, very, very pattern-oriented. So if, we mm-hmm. say, if we're more aware and conscious of how we're feeling and we're willing to face ourselves, and what happens is when the next trial comes up, the next thing, we're, um, we're, uh, we can easily uh, navigate it in comparison mm-hmm. to before. So it's just continually working on that muscle. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that's the thing is so critical. Like you're saying, like the brain's a muscle. I think a lot of us can, we, we do forget that. We do forget that we need to, you know, we need to work it out like we would any other organ muscle in their body. And it's not, you know, and we're not saying it. it's just something that's, easy to do this is a it's a process you gotta just like anything else if you're in a gym you want to see results you have to consistently go at it 
you know, over mm -hmm. and over, you have to be consistent with it to just to see any type of result. And, you know, you, it's not easy. <laughs> it's really not easy. It's not. And one of the biggest struggles that a lot of creators have is being accountable and mm -hmm. saying, hey, look, this is my fault. You know, sometimes we strive towards something and an outcome occurs that we didn't expect. We're like, well, how did that happen? And our sometimes our gut response is to point fingers. Well, it was their fault. They mm. didn't do this. They didn't follow through. Um, it's on them. But a lot of times it's us. And yeah. it's sometimes looking at it and saying, look, I some of it was their fault, but a lot of it was mine, too, where yeah. I could have responded better. I could have done this in a different way. And taking that responsibility and not letting it eat away at you, but yeah. saying, hey, I'm going to own up to this and mm -hmm. I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to improve and become better. But I, a lot of people, they have a victim mentality of um, this didn't occur. This outcome didn't occur the way that I wanted it to. So it's their fault. And yeah. the more that we're stuck in that kind of mindset, the more we can't grow because we're yeah. constantly um, relying on others to follow through when we have to rely on ourselves. That's, that's, that's very true. And, you know, learning accountability can be a, a it can be a frustrating thing mm -hmm. because it's, mm, yeah, I, I, I'm grateful to my therapist. Like I have a therapist mm -hmm. and I've had the same therapist for about uh, 12 years. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually got this therapist when uh, my daughter, my first child, well, only child at the point. I've went on the way, but my first child, she passed away from sudden infant death. So, so I ended up getting a therapist, uh, by way of my mother forcing me to get one because I didn't, I didn't know how to cope with grief. So I angry, I was drinking, I was partying, I was doing anything to just not feel. And I didn't understand the concept of accountability. I was young, and stupid, it's always someone else's fault. I was always a victim. I had to really, when I look back on myself, I'm, I'm disgusted how I used to be. But my therapist always drilled in my head about accountability, accountability. So it's like now if I screw up on anything, like, okay. Okay. So this is the outcome. What did I do? See what, what got us here? What did I do? What could I have done? What should I not do? And what can I learn from this? And how do I move forward? And not repeat that again. Uh, six. Well, technically five. But <laughs> uh, that, that's the, the approach that I've, I've taken. And with a lot of people I'm seeing, you know, like when I, I listen to uh, some content creators that talk about, man, you know, this... The streamer gets all this, this, and this, or this this group of people get all this and this, and they didn't work for it, blah, 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 blah. And then you're like, okay, so where are you going with that? Oh, well, I didn't get this opportunity, but they did, da, 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 and, and, you know, or you get the ones, especially I've seen it with YouTube, where it's like, you shouldn't even bother because bigger channels get this or they get that, and we're just a little guy and we're ignored. 
And or another one I've heard from podcasters that have told me like, oh, you shouldn't bother trying to go for this guest or go for that guest because you're small, those who you are, and you know, they only go for certain people. And it's that defeated mentality. I just I absolutely stand it because it's like you never know you will never know until you actually take the chance and and, and look at yourself and, and have some sense of accountability okay yeah you know how can i improve that this this show or this this channel or whatever this individual has this this and this and i don't have that and i'd like to have it but what am i doing that's not getting me that result you have to be honest with yourself being honest with yourself a lot of times that's that's a hard thing to do but hey (laughs) yeah like when the opportunity let's just say you apply for some sort of partnership and Mm -hmm. you get a denial letter and you're like oh crap a lot of people want to say well i didn't want that anyway (laughs) or they want to say oh well their standards are too high or whatever but Mm -hmm. one thing that you can do is look at it as a, a gift I know it sounds crazy, but um, failing at something or getting that denial letter is such a powerful gift because it's a challenge. You're basically getting a challenge of how can I become the person that they're looking for? Mm-hmm. What do I what, what do I need to step up? What more can I contribute with? How can I serve better? How can I amplify myself in this space to become the person that they're looking for? Or you can say is this also the right opportunity for me? Is Mm -hmm. it worth that grind too? You do have to look at that as well as, is this opportunity worth me putting in that extra effort? Or is there a better opportunity for me for who I am right now too? Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, those rejections are just the universe telling us we need to step it up. We need to become that person and step into um, a different type of mindset. You know, I'm going to have to ask you, you said the universe uh, sent us a message. I'm wondering, do you believe in the universal laws and law of attraction? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, I go back and forth okay. with some of it. Sometimes I believe, um, like, are you talking about like that we have a set, um, like kind of a linear path that's preset? Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 like in the sense of like, um, I guess you could say like the, the, when did that kick off? Was it 2005, 2006, like the whole Rhonda Byrne, uh, the secret law of attraction, all that in the sense of our thoughts become things and um, focusing on what we want said what we don't want in the sense mm-hmm. like. Oh, like a manifestation. Mm-hmm. Manifestation, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Let me tell you something very personal about myself. So okay. years ago, I struggled with a re- romantic breakup where mm-hmm. I just couldn't let it go. I was like, this person no longer loves me, but I still love them. And they were all I could think about, kind of mm-hmm. obsessed. And each night um, before I, I would just lay in bed, before I would actually go to sleep, I would think about them and think about, um, our life together and how to have that, like that fairy tale romance that it didn't exist. I made up mm-hmm. a story in my mind and I believed it. So I stayed in that place. Mm-hmm. I stayed in that place of sadness 
and, and feeling alone. But then I started to change some things. I started to, instead of thinking about him and that potential future, which didn't really exist, I started to think more about what am I going to do tomorrow? What am I going to do for my podcast? What is going to happen um, for my future? What things can I do to make that future happen? Like starting to manifest that. And as soon as I started to do that, everything changed where it Mm -hmm. started to gain a lot more traction. I started to wake up feeling more motivated, more inspired. And because I wasn't wasting my time in circles for something Mm -hmm. that wasn't going to work. Um, no, it's a, it's a very powerful thing. Um, I, I know a lot of people that, uh, primarily got into like secret or law of attraction or manifestation, uh, solely for like, oh, I can manifest money. Da, da, da. Well, maybe, or you can manifest opportunities that can lead you towards making money or lead you towards opportunities and lead you to another opportunity. Um, but you know, it, it's a very, it's a very powerful thing. And having something to focus on. And I think the key central thing here is, is focusing, diverting your attention, your energy, you know, to something that is positive to what you want. Then you can, you know, it goes back to what you say about mindset. It goes back to that. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's so <laughs> well, we only have so much emotional energy in our days. You, yeah. you kind of feel this when you're going to buy a car, by the way, because they yeah. always take like three, four hours. It's usually in the evenings because they want you to burn out and just say, fine, I'll take the package. You know, they're trying mm-hmm. to extend it, but we only have so much emotional energy in our days. So we want to spend it on what truly matters, our own personal development you know, working on our mindset. And so with manifestation, you can't just think I want money and get money. Okay. (laughs) It doesn't work Mm -hmm. that way. You have to put in the work. You have to put in the effort. You have to position yourself to win. Like luck isn't something that just happens. It's not random. We have to position ourselves to receive that luck. Mm -hmm. And so we have to do the little things throughout our day that add up to big gains, kind of like working out, you know, um, where at first you don't see any result, but six, eight weeks down the line, you start to gain some muscle, but you don't just happen to stumble upon being fit. You have Mm -hmm. to do the work. You have to do the little things, but what manifestation can do is help to put you in the mindset to serve the mindset to put in the work to help you uh, feel more motivated and more capable of getting there. And that's Mm -hmm. a real big thing. Like a lot of people, they want to lose weight. One of the most powerful things you can do for that is to not just imagine yourself being thinner, but imagine how you'll feel. Like imagine Mm -hmm. waking up and feeling a little bit lighter like you can move faster on your feet that maybe you could lift your kid in the air and kiss their stomach. And you can't do that now, you know, those little things and really embody that. And then that can give you that drive to continue to make that a reality. That's where mm-hmm. manifestation always works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Very true. 
Very true. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely want to dive into your your podcast, you know, mm-hmm. Behind the Mindset. Um, how long have you been going at it with that? And what was the foundational point where you decided, hey, I want, I want to start a podcast? Mm-hmm. Like, walk us through that. Sure. Um, so I've been on Twitch for a total of six years. Mm-hmm. Um, the first four were um, strictly gaming. And then I had that epiphany, like I mentioned earlier, where I was like, I want to serve. I want to do something else. I want to go beyond where I'm at right now. And I felt like a calling. And Mm -hmm. it was like a light switch. I just knew. You know how sometimes you just know. And I very quickly transitioned into a more educational type content. It wasn't the um, interviews quite yet, Mm. but it was just talking a little bit about marketing and about um, how to get your brand out there, you know, trying to kind of dip your toes in the water, see if anyone's interested in that type of content. Um, I have a strong marketing background. And so, you know, that there's kind of a seamless transition. I I love marketing. I think it's really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. But I realized that I wanted to do something with uh, even um, stronger purpose where I want to really affect people. I want to learn about people. Like I'm extremely curious about people's mindsets. Sometimes I message people even to this day on Twitter, just asking them about themselves. Cause I'm like, I want to know more about you. Like I'm really mm-hmm. curious. And so I thought, well, let me bring on some creators. Let me learn more about their story, their mindset. Um, because I hope that the interviews inspire others to continue on their journey or to begin mm-hmm. for the first time. And I know that every person that I've interviewed has a few nuggets of wisdom that sometimes we just need to hear repeated. We've heard before, <laughs> or sometimes mm-hmm. it's something new where you're like, Oh my God, I never thought of it that way. And that makes you feel connected. So mm-hmm. it's, I do the interviews for, to learn more about people. So that way, again, to inspire people to begin or continue, but also to feel less alone in that process. Because someone during the cast may say something and you're like, oh my God, I thought I was the only one. And then it makes you feel this sense of community, this sense of belonging that's so important and uh, critical in this space. And um, since, you know, you say you've been on Twitch for about six years and in the first four, you say you were doing gaming. Mm-hmm. When you decide to uh, shift over to, you know, shift away from gaming, mm-hmm. was there like resistance from your community or were they welcome towards it? Everybody left com- almost completely. Um, oh. They were just, just a handful or two of people who were supportive of it. Um, I will say that the games that I was streaming before had a very young demographic. I was streaming mm-hmm. mostly Minecraft and Wizard 101. Okay. And so mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people who are, not to generalize, but a lot of people who are 15, 16 probably don't have the emotional capacity to handle a more mature type of content, or they may not mm-hmm. be ready yet. It just may not interest them. You know, they may yeah. be like, oh, this is boring because it's kind of like when you were a kid watching the news was boring and now it's cool and fun. Yeah. You know, and so 
um, a lot of people left. And so it was re rebuilding an entire community from the ground up. And what was interesting was viewership wise on Twitch, when we were gaming, we were sitting at at least um, 60, 65 viewers on average. We were trying to really push for that partner. Mm -hmm. um, and everyone left. Like the money doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I want to make the impact. Like a lot of people were like, well, why didn't you just stick with gaming? You're about to get partnered. You were probably making good money. And I'm like, but I'm not making a difference. I feel stale. Yeah. I feel stagnant. I don't feel that light inside of me. And I hate going live. I hated it. I dreaded it. Um, so I was like, this isn't worth it. And uh, one person said to me, do you expect to stream Minecraft for the next 30 years? And I said to them, yeah, because <laughs> I was like real dumb and immature. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Stubborn. Um, stubborn me. That's what I did. <laughs> but then I really thought about it. Can I do this for the next 30 years? And there's so many creators that feel that they have to do the same thing over and over again and they feel stuck. Mm -hmm. You can pivot at any time. There are risks associated with pivoting, but the biggest risk is the most detrimental thing you can do is do something that you hate. Yeah. Honestly, if you no longer love it, if you've fallen out of love with it, then you either need to find a way to love it again or love it in mm. a different way or do something else. No, that's, that's, that's very true. That's very, very true. Um, and especially I feel like a lot of people don't understand, I guess, from our perspective, they're like, oh, you're just playing a game like we were seeing earlier. Mm -hmm. But it's like the important, I guess, the strength and fragility of a, of a community. And I'm going to, I'm going to make this make sense. Because um, I've noticed too, like with this year, I've, shifted my content i've shifted from you know before i was just doing video games video games video games and now it's like wanting to make that impact you know conversations you know asking questions to gain understanding you know trying to open doors for people who are coming up uh people out here in hawaii who may think that the only thing that they can do is construction work realizing there's a whole world I've noticed for myself when I shifted away from just gaming, like I still, I still do gaming, but you know, my podcast is a central thing. Like the, these kind of conversations, understanding with people that's central. I've noticed in shifting over to that, a lot of my audience just left. It just, you know, and it's not so much as they're young people, there's some young folks in it, but it's just, I think, and I've had a lot of them tell me like, Hey, I'm just not interested. In this. Yeah. You know, I like you. I, I don't care what you're talking about. You're not playing the games I want to see. And I just want to see you do this one thing. And I'm like, I appreciate that. I appreciate you telling me that, but I was miserable and I'm not willing to make myself miserable for your enjoyment. Mm -hmm. And I was told like, Oh, that's selfish. Well then selfish I'll be. <laughs> Exactly. You know, you have to 
discover where your heart is. A lot of streamers don't know where their heart is. Like, yeah. um, a lot of beginner streamers, they have someone they look up to. Let's just say Ninja, for example. They mm -hmm. love Ninja. They're like, really love his streams. Maybe they love his level of success that he's created. So they try to mimic it. They mm -hmm. try to do what Ninja's doing and try to make a stream like that. But then what happens is they may have some success, some growth, but then they feel burned out because it's not from their heart. They never took the time to explore and find what works for them. And that's why I love variety streamers um, mm -hmm. because they're willing to take that risk of I'm going to try different things and find what works for me and discover that path. But um, a lot of streamers, they get into the mindset of they think they want to be like somebody else, but they just want to emulate that success. They don't want to put in the work and they don't want to put in the work towards creating their own success, their own yeah. thing. And they just want an easy button. And we are at a very automatic type of age where like I could put frozen peas in the microwave for like two minutes and they're done. Mm -hmm. Um but a lot of things like our mindset isn't something that we can just press a button and have it. Success isn't something where we can just press a button and have it. And, yeah. you know, that's where people struggle because everything else is just automatic or someone's already paved the path. Sometimes when it's a nonlinear path that we have to pave it ourselves, we don't know which way to go. And that's why yeah. mindset's so important in this space. Yeah. And, 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 know to add to that like the the people that do like you know emulate ninja mm -hmm. and the limited success that they do find and then so they they'll, they'll get the burnout and then that's when imposter syndrome can also kick in uh mm -hmm. i've found that a lot of uh and it's mostly a lot of streamers i know out here in hawaii that i've been speaking to that have just started and they're like man i'm trying to oh like I just need this many viewers to hit affiliate and I'm going to hit affiliate. I'm, I'm just going to skyrocket off to partner. And I'm like, mm, pump your brakes on that. It's not that easy. I'm like, no, 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 I can do it. I'm like, pump your brakes on that. It's not that easy. Mm -hmm. Trust me. If partner was that easy, everybody would be part. It's, it's not, you have to work towards it. I'm like, and you, I, I get so much trouble saying stuff like this, but I feel like, and this is not me trying to generalize, but majority of streamers I've watched, a lot of them can be interchangeable. Like mm -hmm. they're so similar to one another or to bigger streamer. That's fine. If that's the thing you're going for, but what legacy are you leaving? Where's the mark you're leaving on the world? Are you just going to be another cookie cutter person. What is your business approach? What is your brand? What do you stand for? What are your values? That needs to be clear. And a lot of them just, they don't get that. They're like, I'm just going to stream, 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 stream. Streaming is cool. Yeah, I love it. To me, streaming is a de-stressor. But what is your strategy going into this? what do you want to do? A lot of people are like, Oh, I want to make this my career. Okay. So making it a career. Okay. So streaming is 10% of what you're doing. You need to have a marketing plan. You need to have presence on social media. You need to have something that people can identify you with. You have to learn different skills, editing, 
you know, videography, uh, audio engineering. You've got to learn. There's so many hats that you wear that if you really want to do this, you have to be willing to put in that work. And a lot of people just aren't. You know, a lot of people that they just stream or they just make YouTube like, well, streaming, like they'll just stream and think that that's all they need to do and then get frustrated. Oh, I'm not getting in growth. Twitch is not a platform that's catered to discoverability. You need to do something outside of it to get to get found. And unless you're playing something and then somebody decides, hey, I'm going to raid you. I'm going to raid you or you're playing a trending game and somehow the Twitch algorithm guys decide, okay, we're going to but you got to put in work. You got to do a lot of stuff outside. Of it. And one of the guys out here in Hawaii I was talking to oh, yesterday about all this, he was telling me how it was overwhelming to him. And I'm like, that's just the start. Do you, how badly do you want this? So. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that like you mentioned, it's incredibly overwhelming. So a lot of my clients, they don't know what their niche is. They don't know what Mm -hmm. sets them apart. And that's okay. It took me four and a half years to figure that out, you know, four Mm -hmm. years. Um, So sometimes you just have to do something. You just have to start. So I totally get why some streamers just stream and they, but they, don't know how to put in the work because they don't know what they're working towards because they don't know who they are yet. And mm-hmm. so sometimes you just have to jump in the water and figure out how to swim. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's really, really hard to do, you know, and a lot of people are looking for that life raft. They're looking for, you know, somebody to come in and save them, but you have to figure it out either that or just don't jump in the water. And it's really, really hard in that regard. But so I totally get why some streamers just, go live and uh, not everybody is uh, understands how marketing works. Not ever. Yeah. And not everybody is very tech oriented or understands those skills. But what I've noticed, especially from interviewing other creators is that the most successful people in any field are very open to learning. Like mm-hmm. um, they say, well, I don't know how to use Photoshop, but I'm going to figure it out. Or I don't know um, anything about coding but I'm going to figure it out, (laughs) you know? And they say, it may take me a while because I'm not good at this stuff, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to be, I'm going to get good. And instead of saying, I don't know how, therefore I'm not going to do it. Um, I will say that there is a huge power if you have the resources to uh, delegate other tasks to people or to outsource them. Like, for example, let's just say you're a YouTuber and you hate video editing. (laughs) Sometimes if you're able to- (laughs) <laughs> That's you. I hate it. I yeah, hate yeah. it. <laughs> if you're able to afford um, finding somebody to do that for you, so that way you're not frustrated, so that way you can focus your energy and your attention on other things, mm-hmm. then that can be very powerful because then it keeps you in a good mindset. So that is just right there. Amazing. And there might be somebody who's more detail oriented, who can do a better job than maybe you are at your current skill level. But a lot of times, because content creation is our baby, it's like our thing that we create mm-hmm. from the ground up, that we hold on to it, where we're like, I must do all this. I, and then we get this insane pressure of, 
I have to create, I have to learn. Oh my God, there's so much to learn. There's so much to do. And we feel a sense of overwhelm. So what do we do? We just go live. Yeah. You know, I'm speaking to you, aren't I? Yes, you are. <laughs> you really are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, you know, and, and diving into the next thing, um, which is pacing yourself and time management. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so my stream to earlier, well, I can't say tonight, mm-hmm. today, yesterday, last, because today recently. Be, recently, there we go. <laughs> recently, um, I apologize to my audience for the fact that for the last week and a half, two weeks, I've kind of been MIA. And it's just because, you know, like I said, I was having I've been having a lot of issues with my computer. That has really set me back on my schedule with deadlines and embargoes that I've not met because the computer's not working. So dealing with that, you know, dealing with changing everything because had a baby on the way in four months and just you know making sure my health is good you know i'm four i'm four years almost five years in remission i've got three more months before i'm fully cancer free so dealing with that going to doctor appointments for that like i'm so spread thin that i've had some folks DM me, Discord, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. Are we okay? Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't we be okay? Well, it just seems like you don't want to talk. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, no, that, that's not it. But then I had to look at it. Like, some people will message me and I'll look at it and I mean to get back to them but I get caught up in like you know mm-hmm. everything else and then by the time I do have the time to think to, to get back to them I forget about it so a lot of people have been under the impression that you know I met them or I don't want to deal with them I'm like that's not a thing you know I'm really struggling with my time management it, you know like I you already know, like I'm done doing 20 minutes of sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so like I, I tell my community, like I'm I'm really sorry. I know because you kind of have a family type dynamic, uh, very close knit. Um, in the sense of when we can typically feel that someone's off, and we're trying to be there for one another, and I guess they could sense that with me, and I just I've just been in my a. And I really had to clear the air. I'm like, look, I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at anyone. I'm just, just busy. <laughs> I'm just busy. Like, you know, uh, and and also, I, 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 you know, I, I hope you didn't feel that way because I know, like, I, I, you know, when we were talk. I would say one thing, and I'd not say anything else. I'm just been that way with so many people, just because IRL is just insane. How do you, and this is this whole thing is roundabout with this question. 
But how do you manage your time and everything? Because I, I need advice on that. I, I'm struggling right now. Throw me that life raft. I need it. <laughs> you need it? Well, let me tell you a story. Um, okay. Back um, when we first started doing educational content, wasn't doing behind the mindset quite yet. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make my Twitch look really cool. So what I ended up doing was I would shoot a stream and then I would go in and kind of like YouTube, I would edit the thumbnail for mm. the VOD, um, which a lot of people don't do. A lot of people probably don't know that you can upload your own thumbnail to Twitch for your VODs. Um, yeah. I was like, this is going to get people to watch my VOD. It didn't. I spent anywhere between uh, 30 minutes to an hour and a half per thumbnail. I did like mm. six thumbnails in total, I think, or something. And um, they were terrible looking, by the way. My art skills at the time were not there. Um, and I realized, wait, maybe in there's two things here. First of all, I'm spending time on something that truly doesn't matter. And realizing that it took me a while to realize, hey, wait, I could have been spending that time doing something else. But then also, why was I doing it that way? Like sometimes mm -hmm. we'll spend time doing something thinking that we're working towards something when in actuality we're avoiding something. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was avoiding social interaction. <laughs> I was avoiding um, creating uh, content that uh, is harder to create than that. And so sometimes we have to create a list and compile like what, how am I really spending my day, an average day? And are these things on this list that I'm currently doing, are they serving me, my mental mm -hmm. health, my physical health? Um, are they serving my family or friends, you know, in my social circle? Are they serving my purpose, you know, and mm -hmm. looking at what can I do what can I let go of? Like I no longer watch Brooklyn nine, nine and I love that show, but I no longer watch it because I'm have other things. How can I create more of a priority? How can I um, let go of certain things to work on other things? Am I working on the right things? Trying to figure out what will really move the needle. Like for example, I quit TikTok. Like I deleted the app completely because I noticed number one, I would just scroll and attempt to do those dances. Okay. Mm -hmm. And also the other issue was that I was spending all my, because I was spending all my time consuming, I wasn't creating or when I was mm -hmm. creating, it wasn't helping me move the needle for my brand. And I was spending all of my emotional energy there for something that just that wasn't panning out. And so mm -hmm. what I did instead was focus a little bit more intently on Instagram, you know, and on Twitter and wherever you put your focus is where you're going to see growth. Honestly, yeah. if you put your energy and your time into it, you will eventually see growth. But sometimes our attention is so scattered because we're told, well, you have to create on LinkedIn. You have to create on Twitter, on Twitch, on Instagram, on TikTok. And sometimes, um, it's on bite. Like there's so many places that it could be overwhelming. So we end up again doing nothing or we end up just doing one thing or putting out something half ass. Yep. And so one of the most powerful things that you can do for time management, um, of course, is first identifying where's your time going? Is mm -hmm. it being spent on the right things? What can you take out in order to focus your energy more on the right things? 
but also is your attention too scattered? Is it too divided? Are you really making traction or can you let this area go? You know, and a lot of times because we see other people are having success, like this person just reached 2000 followers on TikTok and they're converting those into Twitch viewers. We think we can do that, but our content might be different. Our content might um, not be suited for that platform. And so Mm -hmm. it might be better to let it go. Or we might be spending hours upon hours creating something that won't um, create that conversion the same way there as well. So just because they're there doesn't mean you have to be there. No, that's that's mm-hmm. very true. Um, I recently actually got rid of my TikTok too because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I mm-hmm. I can't keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, like you listen to people like Gary Vee, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Gotta get on this platform. You gotta. Mm-hmm. This is the next thing." And I know a lot of creators, a lot of us listen to him. Mm-hmm. We think we got to jump on every single thing. It just may not be for us. Like TikTok, I'm over here like, man, I got videos to make for reviews. I've got legal binding contracts to get this game out, this game review out, or this product review out, or this paid promotion. I got to get this out. I don't have time messing around on TikTok. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like. But but going back to what you said before about the avoiding social interaction, I think that's very true because I think that was me. I think I was so scattered that I was just intimidated at the idea of so like dealing with the social aspect. I feel like it was probably too much because it's like I'm Okay, so, you know, the, give an example. This room I'm in, I spend 99% of my, my day here at this desk. Um, the other 1% is usually with my wife. We go out somewhere or do something. Uh, but she's also usually in here 99% at this desk. And I told her, I remember telling her recently that, started feeling like a prison and I felt like I couldn't leave I couldn't do anything and a lot of times like when I'm dealing with other creators it's always something to do either with creating something or collaborating or you know what is it you really want because sometimes some creators can be shifty like that Mm -hmm. um so it was just really you know, and even when it came to dealing with my community, like, so there's some really dope people in my community. There's some other folks that are questionable in my community. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, having to get in a mindset in which I feel like a lot of times I had to get in a mindset to deal with people. And a lot of times it's not there. I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It, it's a place of avoidance. It really is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, sometimes we need to do stuff to kind of just reset, you know, where yeah. we just kind of veg out for like a day or a couple hours, however long we need to, to kind of just come back with our full force and full momentum. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's it's so overwhelming with content creation. I recently um, did a challenge for myself. So 
I wanted to look at Instagram stories and kind of look at it scientifically. So recently um, I found someone on Instagram who has huge growth, big, you know, big following. And I looked at her stories and she had um, 35 stories running in a 25, uh, 24 hour period. So that's a huge, that's a lot of content. There's a lot of individual pieces of content there. I'm like, let me do it. <laughs> so um, I ended up getting banned on uh, Instagram for a day, but for this, by the way, um, with what? their algorithms, because I uploaded too often. Um, wait, wait, I, wait, wait, wait. You can upload too often? Yes. Uh-huh. You can get banned. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I looked at it scientifically of, oh, this person has this success. Let me try to emulate it. I did it for a couple of days where I uploaded just as much as they did and I saw zero traction. So I'm like, okay, so this is something else, you know, where the audience is not there. That's not working. And so it's mm-hmm. interesting to kind of experiment and try different things um, to see what works for you and what doesn't. But a lot of times we're stuck in this, well, they uploaded 18 times today. Therefore, I need to upload 18 times. But that doesn't doesn't mean you're going to get the same result as they are. And now I'm sticking to just like four or five stories a day. Wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't. You would think because like Instagram wants to push and promote Mm -hmm. people using it. I mean, again, also Mm -hmm. Instagram has its organic growth Mm -hmm. very difficult platform Uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like every other day I make a post and it's like you can pay this much money and get your post promoted to this amount of people and I'm Mm -hmm. like "Uh, this Mm -hmm. platform but I can't because a lot of people still use it Mm -hmm. um no, so 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 you know, going back to what you're saying about, you know, are you gaining momentum on these different platforms doing these various things and, and understanding I, I would say like by rule of process of elimination, what is best serving? You know, for both of us it's like TikTok is just not it. Mm-hmm. It's really not. Um and we don't know how long TikTok will be along. It, it around it could be the next vine where it blows up and so because you look at all these social media platforms that have come and gone like hell we're from the genesis of social media you know like looking at like how it went from myspace to everything else that's come and gone it's hard and i think this is for, for me, um, from a standpoint of investment, because mm-hmm. I feel like any of these platforms you get on, it's an investment. And mm-hmm. investing time into platforms, and you don't know if you're going to get, it's like a relationship. You don't know what you're going to get out of. Mm-hmm. Like Twitter, yes. Need a Twitter. Your free um linkedin it helps a whole different piece but it helped that instagram you know hey why not 
Facebook, uh, that's one of the things like, I kind of want to ask you, like, what's your opinion on using Facebook as a platform for growth and promotion? I feel like Facebook is a dying platform away. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on your specific content and your demographic and knowing that's so important, like knowing who consumes my content, you know, mm-hmm. what uh, do I put out there? If it, I would say that if it's a more mature type of content, then it might be better suited for that mm-hmm. um, because a, uh, a lot of older people do use Facebook. But um, in regards to platforms, generally speaking, it's okay if a platform dies. It's okay yeah. if it's no longer there because it teaches us stuff. Like we learn different skills of how to create different types of posts. And mm-hmm. um, those skills can be later used towards other platforms or towards like really amplifying our skill sets. Like mm-hmm. I interviewed somebody who um, used TikTok. He said, I just want to learn how to make short videos. And I like posting here, but if TikTok went away, at least I would still have that knowledge of how to do that. And Mm -hmm. so when I want to create my YouTube channel, I'll have that better understanding. And I think that's a really powerful thing. Like a lot of people say, you know, don't tie yourself to a platform. And that is very, very true where you don't want everything to be in one place. You do want to spread it out a little bit to extend that value in many different areas and to uh but not too much again to yeah. burn out if you're doing everything on like a thousand different platforms mm-hmm. yeah um and i think the best example of uh not tying yourself to a single platform mm-hmm. mixer mm-hmm. that i know a lot of people that were partnered that just didn't see that coming and it's like platforms yeah we're done all right, you got 30 days. Mm. What? The emotions that um, a lot of my clients have towards that, like it's very profound. A lot of people feel stuck because mm-hmm. they don't understand um, how other platforms work. You know, they just develop their skills there. They don't know how to translate that. And there are different audiences for each platform. Each platform mm-hmm. has different algorithms too. It works differently. And so you want to create skills that are so amplified that are so strong that you can um, use them anywhere that mm. you can um, take your platform everywhere. One thing that's really powerful is let's just say you created on mixer um, and of course mixer died, but your true fans, the ones who are really there for you will follow you. Yeah. And that's um, your goal is you can have followers You can have people who are cheering you on, but your true fans will go anywhere you go with you. And that's what you ultimately want more than anything else is those true fans. Um, When it comes to just community building or, you know, growing a community from your fans, would you say that's more something that happens organically or something you should act push for. Sorry, your microphone's cutting out a little bit. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, as far as like, you know, when it comes to like community building, do you think that that's something that you should allow to happen organically 
or something that you should push for, like actively push towards, like community, community, community? I think that when you deliver value and Mm -hmm. you know um, what type of value to deliver to your audience and you deliver that consistently, Mm -hmm. then your community will emerge honestly and but maintaining that community does take a level of work maintaining that and keeping up with them connecting with them is something to definitely strive for but generally speaking if you go out there you figure out what your thing is you deliver that value your community will build itself it's just that you'll be the glue to keep it together okay Mm -hmm. so you spoke of uh having clients and, and working with them What's a what's a typical day like for you? A typical day is pretty darn busy. Um, I create a lot of content. I do a lot of coaching. Um, I'm definitely a morning person. I absolutely love waking up before the sun's up. Um, mm-hmm. I love waking up um, because my mind is like Christmas in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely feels like there's this energy and this there's this peacefulness mm-hmm. and. Um, I do a lot of exercise. I do a lot of self-care as well throughout my day in order to maintain my health. And so um, that is a big portion of my day. I um, spend at least two, three hours a day on self-care alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, usually afternoons and evenings are most of my coaching clients. Of course, I do some in the morning depending on people's schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really... Um, find that with my time, investing in less can sometimes be more. Like when I used to do the gaming streaming, I used to go live seven days a week. Um, and I've been there. (laughs) It's the quick, quickest way to burn out, I swear. But I realized, um, when I went into the more educational content, I went down to like five days or something and Mm. it was still too much. I was like, I'm not, able to show up with my best energy, my best vibrancy. I'm not providing the best value to my, to my clients. And so what I want to do is scale back a bit. And so I go live with the behind the mindset twice a week, typically, Mm -hmm. sometimes three times. Um, Because then it's more like a party. It's like a treat. Mm -hmm. It's like something special. And I realized that the more often that you go live doesn't mean the more growth either. So I can spend that time connecting with people on social media. So I can spend that time talking with clients, really finding out where they are with their mindset and how I can help them. And that has been such a powerful thing because it's very releasing. Like it feels um, like there's a little bit more wiggle room, a little bit more freedom to explore my own mindset as well and take time for my own self-care. Okay. Um, on on average, when you're uh, having a guest on behind the mindset, are you ever like, is it ever like nerve wracking or like? I know for me, I get nervous every time I have a new, I have a guest on the show, mm-hmm. but I do my best to try and just, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. Is it ever difficult, you know, trying to also you know, find the groove or the place where you and your guests click or, you know, adjusting to their personality or the cadence and demeanor. 
Does it ever feel overwhelming? Sometimes. It's pretty rare for me, though. Um, whenever I feel nervous, I tell myself that I'm excited. I'm like, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited mm -hmm. to learn more about other stories. I'm excited to deliver this value to the audience. Like I transform that emotion into excitement because um, nervousness and excitement are almost identical, you know, where you mm -hmm. feel that butterfly. And so when you tell yourself, I'm excited to serve, I'm excited to bring this to light, then everything changes. Um, I will say that um, sometimes, which is, this is such an interesting thing. So most of the people that I interview are streamers, not always, mm -hmm. most of them. Um, a lot of times uh, when I'm viewing them live on their stream, they're playing a game. Let's, let's just say they're playing Animal Crossing and mm -hmm. they have a certain voice that they use and they have a certain cadence. And um, when we're live and we're doing the interview, it's different where because yeah. they don't have the game there where it's just them, it's like they may speak slower or faster. And sometimes it's hard to adjust to that. And so that's why it's so powerful. I I have been spending more time with guests before the stream. I ask them now to come 30 minutes before the stream as opposed to like 10 or 15. So I can hear their cadence, hear them talk naturally. Um, mm -hmm. And I start to ask them some mindset related questions or I start to talk to them about their content to see when they're excited, how do they sound? What's their pacing like? Because sometimes it, it is a rhythm, it's a dance, and I have to find how that works and find that balance because it may be very different than their persona that they're, mm -hmm. a lot of people put on a persona, they put on a, um, a mask at a, at a bit, you know, for their gaming. Mm -hmm. okay. And that's okay, but it's just a different type of sphere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I've um, in the years that I've been doing this, like a lot of people that you know, when I see their streams or I watch their YouTube videos, like they have this tremendous energy. And then you get them behind a mic outside of that environment, they're like, Yes, no, it's very like <laughs> you know, like open shut. And I'm like, mm -hmm. Okay. Uh like I, I had um what was her name? Uh Kira Buckland, who did the main character in Nier Automata. Mm -hmm. I had her on, and there was so much hype going in. And, you know, not 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 bashing her or anything, but I know my audience is really let down because they're like, she had no energy. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. well, this is oh, what, what you see versus reality is always different. Mm -hmm. It's... Uh, it, but you have to learn how to roll with it. And I think in the case of that episode, when I had her on, like I, I did struggle trying to keep the conversation going because it's like, I'm, I'm, you're not giving me anything. <laughs> like I'm trying and you're just, you, it, it comes off like, you know, some, some guests come off like they just don't want to be there. And then I have to fight that mentality because if they didn't want to be there, they wouldn't be there. Yeah. A lot of times it's just, nervousness or just out of their element yeah i mean for me because i mostly interview streamers like their game or their genre whatever they do live is their security blanket so i'm taking away their security blanket it's just them 
They don't know mm -hmm. how to be. And so I think that it's really great if you are a streamer to get interview experience or get experience being on podcasts, because that's mm -hmm. the way that you become more comfortable with yourself, just being by yourself. It's kind of like when you're sitting in a room and you have no phone, you have no magazines, it's just a room. Can you be by yourself? Are you okay being by yourself? And that's a really hard thing where um, there was actually a scientific study done. Um, it was so interesting. Um, I saw this on TV a while ago um, where they had, it's an empty room. All you have was mm -hmm. a chair and a person. And there was a red button. If you press the red button, you got a, sl a small electric shock. So it wouldn't kill you, but it would be painful. Mm -hmm. They put people in this room because they didn't have a phone. They didn't have any magazines, any kind of stimuli. They eventually all pressed the red button because they'd rather feel the pain than feel nothing at all. Than feel wow. be with themselves. They'd rather feel that pain to entertain them than to just be sitting there for hours. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Huh. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Um, I can't lie. I probably spun myself. <laughs> Me too. Don't don't worry. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, hey, something to do. Damn it, I'm gonna press that button. Mm -hmm. like, How much could this hurt? Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not gonna do that one again. Mm -hmm. Oh man. So so um, what are some projects that uh, you have underway? Uh, coming up. Well, right now, uh, I have an art commission going on where I've commissioned someone to make uh, for the stream new starting soon and be right back screens um, that are very, very detailed. And mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to see how those turn out. I think that it will just um, add a more personal feel uh, to behind the mindset for sure. Um, and I'm going to. Um, possibly it's still in the works be a guest on a couple other podcasts um and i think it'll be great to meet some more people let people know about who i am what i do and to really leave my mark on the world and i think that's so important i will say just kind of the segue into uh something else if i may um a lot of people want to blame 2020 for stuff they're like well when 2020 ends my life is going to be good again you know, or 2020 was like terrible. So they're basing all their goals and all of their future aspects and projects on some sort of like reawakening of the world. But if you want to create change, if you want something good to happen, you can create that now. And like you can start today. You don't have to wait for permission to, to create that change. You don't need a certain date or a certain time to step into a better you and so I just wanted to mention that because a lot of people um, are asking me, like, what are you going to be doing in 2021? And I don't know. But I do know that right now I'm making moves, I'm making changes, and I'm stepping into a higher level of self. Yeah. It's, this is something which is interesting. You brought that up. and um, I'm, I'm glad you did because have you noticed this trend? Every freaking year, people were saying this is the worst year ever. Okay, granted, this and mm -hmm. then I will say, uh, interesting year, you know, COVID 19, quarantine, mm -hmm. lockdowns, all that. 
But I remember in 2019, people saying it's the worst year ever. 2018, it's the worst year ever. 2017. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no self-agency that I'm seeing with a lot of people when it comes to this kind of stuff. It's like, why does the year, the number, dictate what you will and won't do? A lot of people I'm here, and like, you know, even my own family is like, New year, new me. I can't wait for 2021 so I can have that new year. Like, why don't you start now? Make now be the foundation to build upon for a better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, no, I need to wait for the new year. Why? It just, it doesn't make sense. And, and you know, diving further into that, for me, doing content creation, I've noticed that a lot of people, I guess they like a lot of people, they always go with this, this year's terrible, that year's terrible. There's the lack of self agency. There's the lack of, you know, account, personal accountability. There's this idea that the number dictates a person's success or their failures or wherever their lot is. And for us as creators, time is always flowing. And anything that we want to achieve, anything, any result that we want to see, literally we have to build now plant the seed now nurture that seed growth water life with energy now and continue consistently doing so the year doesn't matter 2020 doesn't matter a lot of people tell me oh 2020 is the worst year ever maybe for you 2020 for me has been great Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's like yeah Yeah. well i feel like a lot of people also take others opinions too seriously like you'll see um let's just say hypothetically it's something where um streamers should never do this you know where it's a little bit gatekeeping and telling you how you should be doing whatever it is you know Mm -hmm. some sort of etiquette it's like well you think that okay well i'm gonna do my own thing you like and breaking free from that saying, well, I'm not allowed to do this. I'm not allowed to do that. They said that this is wrong or that this is faux pas. I'm not going to do it. Well, at some point you're not going to be able to do anything. And so Mm -hmm. you have to just forge your own path and say, well, that's their opinion. They can think that, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make waves. I'm going to go out there and do what I feel is right for me in my heart. I might be right. I might be wrong, but a lot of people they change their entire perspective because of one person's opinion. One person says, your content sucks. And then you go and you're like, oh no, oh my God, my content, uh, how can I change it? And then you can change everything for that one person when their voice truly, they're just shouting into a void and hoping something sticks. Yeah. You know? And we have to see, I mean, if there's a huge collective there people, then maybe it's a little bit different. Or if maybe if it's close friends or family that are telling you, Hey, um, I really care about you. You should probably try this or don't do this. Mm-hmm. It's different, but some, oftentimes we base our self-worth. We base, um, our future projects, things that we're looking forward to on the validation of others. Mm-hmm. And so many times that could be completely detrimental so don't wait for somebody to tell you uh, or give you permission to act. Don't wait for 2021 to act. Act now. If you feel it yeah. in your heart, you know what you want to do. 
you put it out there in the world, it might flop, but it also might be awesome. And you don't know until you put it out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Is there um, anything you'd like to leave the audience with before we go? I do want to tell you, if you are a creator or not, that you are capable of more than you realize. A lot of times when things that are less than ideal happen to us, like we get into this mindset of I'm ruined or this is the end. When you've been through hardship before, you've Mm -hmm. been through incredibly tough times and you navigated through, this time is no different. Know that you're capable of going through and facing that thing and Mm -hmm. mastering it and going beyond it and looking back like, why was I even that stressed out? Know that, know that you are capable of more than you realize and that your current circumstances where you are right now is not where you're destined to stay unless you decide that. Okay. Okay. And, um, you know, with that being said, where can people find you? Best place is Twitter. Um, I'm at the Victoria way also on Twitch um twitch.tv slash the victoria way um instagram the victoria way so pretty much the victoria way the only one that's different is my website is just victoriaway.com not the okay mm-hmm. okay and links for all that will be in the description below and and the final question i actually have for you is mm-hmm. did you have fun always absolutely <laughs> mm-hmm. awesome awesome so you know, this is, um, we definitely need to do this again. And I will make sure I don't have my air conditioner on having these audio mm-hmm. issues. I'm embarrassed. I'm actually very embarrassed that I didn't know. I didn't know because I keep forgetting that NVIDIA broadcasts with the noise removal is mm-hmm. AI learning. So if this is the other side of it, if I had no audio like no background noise going and it's just my voice and my voice is both set it's going to clip 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 <laughs> my voice versus if i have my ac on and there's some noise back there it's going to just isolate purely on my voice and that mm-hmm. so i feel like i kind of screwed up the AI with that i feel bad we're gonna yeah. that's okay though because honestly <laughs> it doesn't have to be perfect Kind of like if you go on stage and you forget all the lyrics, you're going to sing something. Just go out there and keep on singing because your next performance is going to be even better. Okay. True. True. And with that being said, people, you'll be able to catch this episode of the Casanova Podcast along with many others available on all podcasting outlets. So Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and also now on Amazon Music. So check us out over there, the Castanova Podcast. And if you're looking for video format, it's on youtube.com slash Mikhail Castanova, as well as on twitch.tv slash Mikhail Castanova. And I want to thank uh, Allspark Warrior, a.k.a. Danny. He's one of my community members for being here off of the stream and for the other people that have come through as well. You guys, uh, thank you so much for being with us. And if you haven't already, make sure you go and follow Victoria Way on her social media platforms links for everything will be in the description below the podcast. And if you're watching the live stream, it will pop up or it actually has pop up and it will continue to pop up as the show goes on. And uh, that being said, catch y'all in the next one. Y'all have a good one. Stay safe. 
embrace your dreams and pursue things with passion and purpose. That's that's the biggest takeaway. And uh, other than that, we're signing out. You guys have a great one. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope it was informative, engaging, and you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure you go ahead and leave a rating and a review. It greatly helps out the podcast and helps the platforms that we're on. Go ahead and promote us more so that more people can check it out. And if you're wondering what all platforms we're on, aside from what you've listened to it on, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. And if you want to support the podcast, then we've got Patreon, so patreon.com slash Mikhail Casanova, which allows us to continue doing what we're doing. If you're looking for this in video format, we're also available on twitch.tv slash Mikhail Casanova, as well as youtube.com slash Mikhail Casanova. So with all that being said, I'll catch you on the next episode of Hawaii's number one podcast and the number one podcast in the Pacific, the Casanova Podcast. You have a great day, and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you.